Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at how to prevent some of the most common aches and pains, and if you have already got these common aches and pains, how you might could relieve some of these aches and pains naturally. So if you have uh, pains in the shoulder, neck, back, or knee, you might want to listen to last week's podcast. This week, I'm going to look at how you can increase your energy levels naturally. Have you ever just felt tired? You just couldn't get going. You didn't have any energy. Um, You felt, just didn't feel like doing anything. Now, we all have days like that. Just once in a while, you've got a day that you just, you know, it's just one of those rainy days. I'm not going to do anything. There's also, sometimes this happens because of depression or other psychological conditions. But if it's truly just you can't get enough energy, I mean, there, there's just not enough energy to do the things that you need to do in a day. And sometimes we've even gone to see the doctor and say, you know, is there something wrong with me? I've just got a general malaise. Matter of fact, if you, if you have sustained loss of energy for a while, going to see a doctor to make sure that it's not something serious is probably the first thing that you should do because there are some conditions that just show up originally as a loss of energy that you probably need to have medical care for. But if the doctor says everything's all right, we can't find anything wrong with you, um, maybe telling you, you know, it's, it's all in your head or whatever, but you know you just don't have any energy, you, you're, you're fatigued, what are some things that you can do? And by the way, some of these things, even if you're not that low on energy, you just need a little bit more of an oomph during the day, these things will work for that also. First thing I got to give you kind of a quick science lesson. I'd love to make this a long science lesson, but I want you to continue listening, so I will not do that. In your body, Every bit of energy that you have comes from a molecule called ATP. Doesn't really matter what that stands for, just ATP. When you eat food and you burn that food for energy, that energy is stored as ATP. Now, almost all of that happens in this little part of your cell called the mitochondria. So if you have enough mitochondria and you have the right fuel for the mitochondria and you have the enzymes and vitamins and minerals that the mitochondria need to do their job, then you will produce ATP and the ATP will give your cells energy and you'll have enough energy to do what you need to do. So let's look at what we can do to make all of these ifs come true. First thing, your body's got to tell you that you need to be producing energy. And one of the things that is needed for that is having adequate sleep. Now, I've done plenty of podcasts on sleep, and I'm sure I will do more podcasts on sleep. I will add to this something I've been reading that will probably be an entire episode soon. But it really matters. We've got what's called a circadian rhythm or a time of day rhythm that makes us sleep better. It improves. It changes our mood. It changes when we eat and all that. It seems that first thing in the morning, right after you wake up, if you're if the sun's already up, you need to get between five and 30 minutes of sunlight on your face to help reset your biological clock. 
And this needs to be in-person sunlight, so to speak, not through a window. If there's any way possible that you can be outside and let the sunlight hit your face, this would be important. But I'm going to stop with that, and I will probably do an episode on that soon. The next thing is you need to get some exercise. Um, The more activity you have, the more energy you need. The more energy you need, the more mitochondria your body will produce. So it's kind of a cruel joke that if you don't have enough energy to do much, then you don't do as much. Your body says you don't need as many mitochondria. Your mitochondria level goes down. Then you have less energy. Then you do less. Then your mitochondria level goes down and you end up in a downward spiral. So what you really have to do is just force yourself to do some exercise to build up your mitochondria level and then you start on an upward spiral it doesn't seem that energy stays the same it seems like you got a downward spiral or an upward spiral and if you're sleeping and you're exercising and you still just don't have enough energy then it could be a a factor of your diet now when you look at all of our uh, what we eat you have macronutrients that's the stuff you need a lot of that's like the protein and the carbohydrates and the fats Then there's the micronutrients. That's stuff you need just little bits of, but we usually call them vitamins and minerals. So now we all kind of know what to eat as far as the the main stuff. You need to get your fruits and vegetables. You need to get your whole grains, all that. And, And we've talked about that a lot. But what about the vitamins and minerals? What about the micronutrients? Now, up until, um, fairly recently, there were lots of diseases of, vitamin and mineral deficiency like scurvy, rickets, beriberi, and we recognize those. We've gotten people enough vitamin supplementation, mainly through fortifying foods, and have pretty much eliminated those diseases. So we don't have diseases of vitamin deficiency. But around 1985, a scientist uh, proposed that you can be inadequate in the vitamins in a micronutrient and not be deficient. So you wouldn't have the the diseases of deficiency, but you would have some fall off in your performance. So what kind of people have uh, micronutrient deficiency? Well, the Linus Pauling Institute at the University of Oregon found that 94% of Americans were inadequate in at least one micronutrient. And there were two groups of people that were in much greater danger of being inadequate. The first one was um, the majority of us, the ones that eat the standard American diet. Eat a lot of processed food, um, a lot of junk food, so to speak. And people who, for some reason, are on calorie restrictions. Someone who's trying to lose weight or a lot of people, as they age, their appetite just goes. They don't eat as much. And if you don't eat as much, you don't take in as many of the nutrients that you need. Study have found that people who got, took in fewer calories or had a less nutritious diet, they were short of the energy macronutrients of calcium, iron, all of your B-complex vitamins, because all of those are vitally important to your energy production, magnesium and zinc. And as far as magnesium goes, 61% of all Americans, that's regardless of whether you're on any kind of restricted diet or not, do not get the amount of magnesium that they need. So what do we need to do about this? 
Well, the obvious thing would be to eat a better diet, to make sure you get your fruits and vegetables, your fresh foods, your lean proteins, and you'd end up getting most of the vitamins and minerals that you need. However, if you can't do that, does taking a multivitamin, would that help? Well, maybe. Most of the studies that involve taking a multivitamin have been looking at one specific thing, like does it uh, reduce your markers of inflammation? Does it do this? Does it do that? And they usually look at one specific vitamin, say vitamin E, and one specific problem, say free radicals, and compare it that way. Very seldom do they just look at the overall picture because that's not really the way the scientific method works. So that being said, there are very few studies that will show you know, if taking a multivitamin is going to be beneficial. The literature that I read said if you are considering taking a multivitamin to see if it would help with this, you need to make sure that you give it plenty of time to work. Um, they were looking at just a couple of different uh, vitamin levels in the blood and said it took up to six weeks to restore the levels of vitamins in the blood back to normal levels if you were depleted, and they recommended at least a 40-day trial. So make sure you get your sleep, reduce your stress level, make sure that you're getting in your exercise to produce enough mitochondria, improve your diet, and if need be, take a multivitamin and see if that will get you enough energy to make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.